Please turn in the front of the hymn book to page 31, and we will read together the Eighth Commandment and Explanation. The Eighth Commandment and all the commandments are found in Exodus chapter 20, the Eighth Commandment at verse 16. What is the Eighth Commandment? You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not lie about, betray, or slander our neighbor, but excuse him, speak well of him, and put the best construction on everything. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What is your most prized possession? You own something that is far more valuable than gold. It's worth more than millions of dollars. It's part of you and stays with you throughout your life. It's something you want to protect with your very life, something God protects in this commandment. It's your good name and reputation. We don't want anyone to lie about us or betray us or slander us. And in return, we should do our utmost, utmost not to do those things to others. Sometimes it's easy for us to misread or misunderstand something that's going on, something we see, something we hear. Years ago, a seminary student went out preaching and he noticed this young woman sitting there with her eyes closed, didn't seem like she was paying attention at all. And he got very frustrated. And after the service, he learned she was playing, paying very close attention. She was blind. He felt awful for thinking bad of her. About 25 years ago, before cell phones and internet were our common life, some Bethany students did an experiment to see how long it would take for a rumor to come from Bethany down to Milwaukee and back. In those days, it took two whole days. They started a rumor that the tallest guy and the shortest girl on campus were dating, but they really weren't. It took two days. Today, it would take two minutes or two seconds. That turned out to be a harmless thing, but you can see how quickly someone's reputation could be destroyed if it was something bad that was said. And once a reputation is destroyed, it's almost impossible to get it back. People remember the bad things. They remember the accusation, even if it turns out not to be true. Your reputation, your good name, especially as a Christian, should be as someone who tells the truth and is reliable. You should not have to take an oath to swear, I swear I tell the I'm telling the truth, we can take an oath if we need to because we're in a court of law or something like that, but our reputation be, should be someone who tells the truth, someone who is a reliable source of truth, not someone who lies and deceives and slanders. Jesus urges us not to take unnecessary oaths. He says, let your yes be yes and your no, no. And Jesus says that the devil is the father of lies. If we lie, we give in to the devil. Truth is a wonderful blessing we have from God, even if it's sometimes hard to hear the truth. 
St. Paul urges us to pursue good things. He says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And in contrast, our sinful self likes to wallow in what is false, what is lowly, what is impure, what is ugly, what is gossip, what is of bad report, and blameworthy. Too often we meditate on these things. This we inherited from Adam and Eve, who accused each other, from Cain, who killed his brother, from Abraham, who lied about his wife, from the sons of Jacob, who were jealous of their brother Joseph, from every human who went before us. It is part of our sinful human life after the fall. The Old Testament prophets also had to speak about this and warn the people of Israel. In Zechariah, we read, These are the things you are to do. Speak each one truth to his neighbor. Give judgment in your gates for truth, justice, and peace. Let none of you think evil in your heart against your neighbor. Do not love a false oath. For all these things I hate, says the Lord. A man once tried to get Jesus to approve his keeping of the law. He thought he had done enough. And Jesus says, you must love God and your neighbor. And the man tried to justify himself by saying, well, who is my neighbor? Jesus reminded him that our neighbors are those all around us, people who need us. We should love them all. And it doesn't mean that we approve if they do something wrong, but we should deal with them in a kind and patient way. And yet how often we still sin against our neighbor through our own thoughtful words and hateful words and actions, through jealousy, through arrogance. When Jesus' disciples heard him explaining this, the Bible says they were amazed. They were greatly astonished. And they said, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. We can be cleansed from our sinfulness, from our sinful thoughts, through holy baptism, even our sins of lying, of hatred, of jealousy, and arrogance. We can't cleanse ourselves. We can't wash ourselves clean. With men, this is impossible. But God washes away our sins in the blood of Jesus, his son. He makes us his own holy people. And now, through God's loving kindness, we can speak the truth in love, deal patiently with our roommate, our teachers, our students, our family, and all those around us. When we act in this way, in a kind and gracious way, it is because of God's renewing and sanctifying power. With God, all things are possible. As we leave this chapel today, we can remember that we are forgiven and renewed because Jesus spoke the truth in love to all around him. He helped his neighbors in our place. He helped his neighbors who were lied about and betrayed. He restored their reputation and, re he, re and, he, and he restores us. His blood shed on the cross covers also this sin of ours. And just as Jesus prayed for his executioners, he prays for us. 
Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he teaches us to entrust ourselves, our lives, our reputations, and everything that we have into his Father's hand. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. The Eighth Commandment says, You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. We pray then that God will deliver us from lying and slander, that he will help us to speak the truth and to speak well of our neighbor and to put the best construction on everything. With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, of good report, any virtue, anything praiseworthy, let us meditate on these things. For Jesus is true, noble, just, pure, and forgiving. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, forevermore. Amen. Let us rise and pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever.
peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.